0: everybody and thanks for listening to poke Bear podcast we got a good episode for you today be sure to give us a follow at poke t bear on twitter and at instagram at poke underscore underscore bear thanks for
1: listening everybody what up not much just i forgot that she was going to take a little while to get back oh you don't have to so kind of like force the legs on us not a big deal. Uh, what's up, with you guys?
0: Oh, Sam will same old. For, Baby, uh, do any minute. <clears throat> yep, babies come in any moment. Uh, then we'll be a full up basketball team. Uh, probably be just as good as the Lakers.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we will. Uh, yeah, just waiting for that to happen,
1: and oh, then man. we'll be complete. I saw a pretty good tweet today. It was from the Baltimore Orioles to the uh the New York Yankees. Yeah. There it says it's been a tough weekend for Lake or for uh Yankee fans. They lost a series to the Orioles, and then also the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of digging <laughs> at New York fans for somehow liking the Lakers.
0: Yeah. Makes no but sense. Probably 'cause the like the the
1: Knicks have been so bad for like the last yeah. twenty five years.
0: Yeah, they've just been trash, man, and like the and now the Nets.
1: I you, baby, get out of here, Rude, Get <sighs> out. Maybe the,
0: <clears throat> oh. maybe the Brooklyn uh, Nets will... I mean, they're in the playoffs. Maybe they'll be all right.
1: Maybe but I, I all... Saw...
0: I don't. I don't like. Again, I don't like basketball, but I did not see a conspiracy theory because uh, they were losing. They were losing games in what would appear to be a uh, a like tactical manner, and then their seating was so low that they'll always be essentially the away team.
1: For who? Oh, so the Nets, so so they can get Kyrie Irving to play.
0: Yeah, so Kyrie Irving can play uh, four games in the series.
1: Gotcha. Because because the way they home.
0: Yes, because the way the games would fall, he would (laughs) like they have four four-way games.
1: I thought they fixed it to where he could do it. I thought... I don't think he can play at home still. Because I thought that was, like, one of the whole things they were talking about a couple weeks ago it was, like, Eric Adams is going to find a way to get... to allow people within the city. Like, it, it has something to do with, like, allowing employees in the arena. I, I have to look at it. I, I just remember people talking about it.
0: Oh, it's, it's all trash, man. It's all made up. Like, but...
1: Because he...
0: I had that series with Boston... See yeah. they have that series with Boston, so he's going what an hour away. Yeah, where like where the COVID don't grow,
1: and they're then, <laughs> just going going north an hour or so, and then he exactly. can play.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah. Or just go across the bridge, and then he can play. Like if they still the a team in New Jersey, you know. Just yeah. Like, go. To, hey, we're gonna go to Trenton play some basketball. If the if the Knicks really were smart, they'd just be like hey, where's an arena we can play at. Or not the Knicks? I'm sorry. If New Knicks. York, the, yeah, if the, they were sort be like, "Hey, where's an arena we can play at that's literally across the bridge?"
1: Oh yeah, well, right. they, they cool. won't do that because it, I bet they 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 have a, a brand new arena, that, like the Barclays Center. That would be cool if they could do it, though. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they can do it the fuck they want. Yeah, but apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't apparently, know.
0: apparently not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I saw something else that was kind of cool sports-wise today. Um, I saw that Jonathan India was the was the National League Rookie of the Year in baseball, and uh, Jamar Chase was the NFL Rookie of the Year gave, or Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he gave him his plaque this morning or, like, this afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah, that was kind of cool.
0: Interesting. Why? I wonder why he would do that.
1: Just because they're both, they're both playing Cincinnati. Uh then they're like their homies,
0: like just, the uh, like the jersey swap, but with uh, rookie of the year titles.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, they gave him. So they got Jamar Chase like the whole, they got him, like the his own jersey and like he had the hat and all that stuff. And he just like carried out the plaque to him and stuff at uh, the pitcher's mound. It was pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Jamar Chase had a, had a hell of a year.
1: Yeah. Well dude, they have another and the Reds have another kid who's a rookie this year. His name's Hunter Green. He was the number one pick, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, somewhere around there. I think he's from Tennessee. He's I can't remember. He's either from Tennessee or from George. I can't remember. But um he was here in Dayton for a while and now he's up he made his major league debut. And he just set the record for most pitches over hundred in a game. He threw thirty nine pitches over hundred miles an hour. Uh
0: yeah. So he's got like four years, and his shoulder's gonna be fucking <laughs> like like a rubber band, like Maybe. one of those loose rubber bands.
1: Let me see. I remember I remember when he was drafted. Let me see where he, where he's from. Maybe he wasn't from... I thought he was... Maybe I'm getting a mix it with somebody else. I thought he went to high school. Somewhere around... Do-do-do-do... Where are you? Uh, maybe... No, maybe not. Maybe he's from California. I, oh, he is from California. I had him mixed up with somebody else. He went to Notre Dame High School in Sherman Oaks, California. Hmm. Like L.A. I had him mixed up with somebody else.
0: Sorry, we forgive you.
1: But, yeah, man, he's a stud. I've been been waiting for him to make it to the majors for a while. Him and uh, the, guy, the guy who won you NL know, rick of the Year last year, the Jonathan India kid, he was a stud at UF. And uh, he would have been – the first year we came back would have been his his first year in the majors, so 2019. I think he spent like two years in the minors and he made his debut last year and he ended up you end know, up having a pretty awesome year too, starting at second base.
0: That's good, dude. Baseball's such a weird sport, dude, because uh you can have there's some kids that come out, you know, don't spend a lot of time in the farm system, and then mm-hmm. they're they're great in the in the majors, and then there's kids that are phenomenal all throughout like everything, and then they just get lost in the farm system and yeah. they never come out. <clears throat> it's such a weird Weird, weird sport uh, with that because I don't know why. You other have to be sports, good at everything. Yeah, but I don't know why other sports don't have the same sort of development program. You know, like, uh, like baseball does. I, I guess you know, the NBA has the G League, but the NFL doesn't have anything. I think that's what the XFL is getting ready to be, or the USF, USS, USFL. Yeah. Um, might become as well, but the whole not having a development league because they used to have that development league in Europe that it never really did anything. Yeah. But I, uh,
1: yeah. NFL Europe.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I don't know why the NFL doesn't have something like that where, I mean, you're still, you're semi-pro, you're still making some some change, but you're not in an NFL team, and then after some years, like, hey man, like this, this shit's just not working out.
1: Dude, we went and saw one of those games when we lived over there. I think it was really? the Yeah, I think David Gerard was the was the quarterback for like the Frankfurt Galaxies before he before he went to the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I mean I think having I don't understand why they had it in Europe, but um yeah, I think the XFL is getting ready to be something like that. If man, I'm telling you, if I was the XFL, I would be going after these uh these high highly sought out for high school recruits and be like, Hey, don't go play college ball. Come play in the XFL. You'll get paid. You don't Mm -hmm. need an NIL deal deal. You'll get paid immediately. And then you'll go to the NFL and we'll in like, you know, all you need is two years here, three years here tops, you know, whatever the rule is, you know, we'll give you those, those years and then boom. And then every year you just like take, Say if there's like six, six teams, you know, every so many years, like, hey, I'm gonna take the six best receivers, six best, you know, you know, you know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. six best quarterbacks, and like, I don't really give a shit about the NCAA. I'm gonna take all these top recruits. They're gonna come here, and then the problem is, is like the I'm sure to be the same thing, kind of as the uh, NCAA, as teams would stack up five star recruits, and then there have to be some sort of quota on uh the number of kids that could have at each position that at a certain caliber,
1: but dude, I don't understand why, because this is one of the things that I was talking to someone at work about one day where they're kind of like, Oh, well, you know, they exploit these high school, they exploit these college kids. It's like, yeah, but they kind of don't because they literally get treated better than any other student on campus. They, they live, do. they live in like the best dorms. They get free food. They pay, they don't pay for anything. They just go to the bookstore and get whatever. I mean, they, yeah and they get and they and they do get stipends and stuff do when I was at o u were using stipends to buy like hoverboards and shit they're all <laughs> running around on like little those little wheelies and stuff but
0: <clears throat> but yeah they uh, get and they get like stuff from uh games that have sponsorships on them and stuff like that like
1: right i mean there's some, they could probably do i'm not saying they couldn't do more they like but at the same time so they're not getting nothing and um That's why it's like I don't understand why there wasn't some. And the the rule for the NFL is that you don't have to go to college to play in the NFL, you just have to be three years removed from high school. Yeah. So if you wanted to go to a prep school and then you played in, and then you like, I don't know. So there's got to be, I was surprised there's not some of these like academies or something like how, so like in, in Europe for like soccer, they have like these like soccer academies and stuff. Yep. I don't understand why they don't just someone doesn't just create that. Why isn't there like twelve IMGs, and then they just compete? They just like snatch these kids up, and if they if they're good enough to play there for a year or train there for three years, they just go and you know they could do the same thing. They could do like exhibitions and workouts, all stuff, and
0: and just like play the you know play.
1: And then if the, like kids who want to go to college, like there will still be kids who want to go to college. Cause there's still gonna be kids that want to get degrees and stuff.
0: And there's and there's just there's there's so many athletes out there that go without. Without going to school, it would open up, you know, an yeah. additional. let we'll, we'll just call it, you know, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand you know, it. Three hundred
0: scholarships towards other kids that are probably good enough to play, but they're you know.
1: I mean, I get the, I get the, I get the idea of you don't want high schoolers, like you want nineteen year olds playing against like grown men in the NFL. Because so it's probably it's not the NBA where, you know. Potentially the top two or three kids in the country of year could do that. You know, I mean, like, uh, maybe Adrian Peterson could have done it.
0: Adrian Peterson. Uh, Calvin Johnson could have definitely done it.
1: And then, but I mean, like, who else? How many kids could, I mean, could, like, Reggie Bush have done it? Uh, Probably not, because, I, I mean, Reggie, Bush, Reggie
0: Bush couldn't, didn't really was, have, like... Dude, as a 22 or... career? Yeah, he had a good career, but it wasn't like he... He had a bunch of flashy moments, especially whenever he was with New Orleans.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's
0: not like he ended up being – he wasn't able to do the things he was he did in, you know, in 2005 if at USC. he wasn't any
1: better than I felt in like C.J. Spiller. I think he was better than C.J. Spiller. It I don't know about – maybe definitely in college, but I don't know about in the pros. I mean, I'm just I, saying he wasn't like – if he was, he wasn't that much better. He wasn't
0: – Yeah, I, th- I think he was – I think he was way better than C.J. Spiller. I don't no, think C.J. Spiller was fucking anything and. Whenever he was playing for the Bills, I don't know. Like, I, just, I don't know. I don't think CJ uh, Spiller was anything special. Maybe. Their stats might have been similar, but
1: they might. They Bush, might not
0: have. Let me look. I just don't remember CJ Spiller ever being like anything super special. And C. Reggie C. Bush C. won a won a Super Bowl with New Orleans.
1: Um, CJ Spiller might, might still be have in, been in that league. B- Who? CJ Spiller might. Uh, let's see his C. last. C. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So his last season was 2017, and now he's the running back coach at Clemson. Yeah. He, so went, to, found- he went to one Pro Bowl in 2012. Yeah, he had about, about 3,500 rushing yards. Oh, yeah. He had about 1,500 receiving yards and about 20-something 20 touch 23 touchdowns.
0: I think Reggie – yeah, Reggie Bush definitely outpaced him then. Give him back his Heisman.
1: What's Reggie Bush do now?
0: Uh, He's a commentator.
1: (laughs) Hey, isn't that kind of funny? So, Reggie Bush's first season was with the Saints, and he retired with the Bills. And C.J. Spiller's first year was with the Bills and retired with the Saints. Huh. Uh, Yeah, he had
0: had 55.
1: Yeah, 5,500 yards, and he had 3,000 receiving yards. He had, like, twice as many touchdowns. And he had the same number of. He was a rookie of the year He was on the all rookie team He did not have a Pro Bowl
0: I thought he did Oh well
1: But he did play on the Super Bowl Yeah he won the Super Bowl Yeah hey, well,
0: he's not good. I would say he's not good. He, I would say
1: he had a better I would say he had a better career Even without oh, yeah, the Bowl No, yeah absolutely Even he's, if he's, even without the Super Bowl I would say he had a better career
0: Yeah and it's not like the guy uh, <clears throat> Um, He's not going to the Hall of Fame But No he had, a, he had a decent year. I mean, he's, it's not like he's going to – or a decent year, decent career. It's not like the dude's going to go broke, go poor if he was smart with his money.
1: And I think he works for – doesn't he work for Fox now doing college football? Does he do the uh, whole yeah, thing him, with Brady? Him, him, him and Brady Quinn. Um, Matt Liner. And, um, Matt Liner all do it. I think the, the, the Stoops – Bob Stoops is the other guy on it.
0: Yeah, Bob Stoops is going to coach in the XFL.
1: Yeah, he did that. He did it when they had the – whatever that – Oh, man, what was that league that, like, Steve Spurrier coached in? Um, it lasted, like, literally, like, half a season. He coached down there in Dallas for that, too. It was, like, the year he retired, he went down there and coached that for, like, half a season. No idea. Yeah, I don't know what – I can't remember what that league was called. But it lasted, like, six games.
0: I, well, I mean, the XFL did that. I don't really think Steve Spurrier coached in it, but –
1: no, he never, I don't think he coached the XFL. Whatever this, I, I can't remember what this league was called. It lasted like 16. Let me see. It was the, was it like the Orlando Apollos or something like that? No idea. Hold on. I think that's the team he coached. Let's see. It was the Orlando Apollos. And the league was the Alliance of American Football. It was back in like 2019. I don't even know how many I don't even know how many teams or how many games it lasted. Let's see. Not long. We'll just put it that way. Eight games. They lasted eight games. What a... Well, and it basically looks like they try to fill a lot of the same roles that the XFL would have been. They had a team in like Memphis, Atlanta, San Antonio.
0: Oh, isn't that the one that I San uh, Diego? Um shit. Uh Old running back for the Cowboys, Johnston, Bill Johnston. Mm. Didn't he? Didn't he have some ties to that league as well? Maybe. Anyways, or Daryl Johnston. whatever the fuck is Moose. his name? Is. Moose. Yeah.
1: Moose Johnston.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Daryl. Yeah, man. Maybe. A lot of those. A lot of those things fail for various reasons.
1: Yeah, they just, I mean they didn't have what it takes. I mean it's kind of crazy how long the the CFL. But that's like a whole nef- That's like a whole different game. Supported yeah, by a whole a, different pool of players.
0: Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different game. Different rules. I think they did smart by not trying to you know completely copycat the NFL. And it's in a you know it's a segregated market. It's not like the MLB where or the NHL where there's teams in the you know that are up there in the NFL.
1: Yeah, true. So it's just
0: it's completely segregated. They play by their own rules.
1: I think they can only have an, and they can only have like a certain number of Americans on each team.
0: That I did not know. That sounds racist as fuck. <laughs> well,
1: I think it's just what a I Zionist
0: society they must have with their xenophobia of Americans.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think they just don't want to like dominate the whole. <coughs> they just don't want all the teams to be Americans. I think that's a let me see.
0: I'm pretty sure that's xenophobic
1: limit on. I think I because I I didn't know that. I think I was listening to a podcast that had. Chris Rainey on it he was he still plays up there and I think that that's what he says like yeah we only have like six dudes on this team uh no uh 44 I'll say there's all right so 40 there's like each team may have a maximum of 46 players including two players who shall be identified as quarterbacks And 44 other players, of whom not more than 20 may be Americans. So, less than half the roster has to be Americans, which is probably why nobody watches it. That's racist. Boring.
0: Yeah. No wonder they suck. They're all all, like, there's no no grit there because they're all like too happy with each other. They're all (laughs) being nice. You know?
1: They'll have like their health care plans and. Yeah Just too friendly
0: Exactly They're all like You know Hitting each other like or, Oh that was a good hit eh
1: Hey boy That was a good hit Damn man Yeah Cause I think the dude you Remember the guy shit. who played it You remember the guy who played at um, Oregon for a couple of years Like the Vernon Adams kid The the dude He's up there I think he's like A big deal Oh really Yeah and I think Do they they um, don't have a
0: role Where like only like 25% of the quarterbacks In the entire league Can be American
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know a that. Uh, I remember seeing because I remember seeing the stat said um, it was saying that Chris Ray is like going to end up being the all time. He's going like be the all time leader in like return yards in CFL history or something ridiculous. Hmm.
0: He's only but, been playing there two seasons, right? I'm just kidding. He's, he's been in like
1: three years. He has like ten thousand yards. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. i think it's not probably that far off. I think he's been there like four or five years. He's been he's been there for like. Two
0: seasons, he's already holding the record for the most rushing yards of all time. Yeah, for the CFL.
1: Yeah, the fact that he can, the fact that he couldn't stick out in the NFL is crazy. Or the NFL, yeah. I have, that was, I think that was all personal.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of, bunch of dudes like that, man. In mm-hmm. sports in general, it's like uh, that famous interview in the UFC with Bones Jones in a, in a Comer, mm-hmm. and a uh, and a Cormier and an AC's you know, like Cormier, like his, yeah. Daniel Cormier, DC's yep. just like, Hey man, like this dude's a fuck up and he's going to yeah. continue to be a fuck up. You know, like some people just, they can't get out of their own way. And it doesn't matter how many chances like Pac-Man Jones doesn't matter how many chances you give them. Like they just, they don't have the
1: Corey Coleman.
0: Yeah. They just don't have it in their, their brain is not, there's, I don't know like, the correct way to say it, but some people are just more, you know, amped to make mistakes.
1: It's just kind of weird, dude. Because if you look at John Jones, his only loss was because of a DQ in like his second yeah. fight. When
0: Whenever he elbow came, brought his elbow down the wrong way on the dude's he, head.
1: Yeah, he like he like elbows St- like Stephen Bonner weird. I can't. I remember watching that, but um, I think he came down
0: with his elbow mm-hmm. instead of like coming across. It was like I, don't, I think it was the way he came down with his elbow.
1: Yeah. Boy, I think I think he had done it a couple times. I don't think it was just like he got He did it. Yeah, he would gotten a couple. And that, dude, but his brothers, his, like, dude, his brother's Chandler Jones.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. He comes from a, a, you know, a family of fucking freaks.
1: And he was, he was like a JUCO national champion in wrestling, too. Like, he's, he's a, it's crazy. Yeah, he's the definition of a freak. Yeah, Definitely.
0: But yeah, I mean, he just like can't make can't make good decisions. So it's just one of those things where you could be, you know, a phenomenal athlete, but can't make sound decisions. You know, it has to be especially at that level. Yeah. You have to be able to keep your shit together. Otherwise, you <clears throat> you know you lose everything.
1: Like flipping through some of these CFL rosters now, my like, oh boy. Boring. I don't know who these guys are. They're all French.
0: Yeah, they're not American. <clears throat> they're over there like talking uh to... Over there, like speaking like a Quebecian.
1: Yeah, it's like a bunch of GSPs up there. No, nah. um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that was rule until like literally until like like a year or two ago. That's pretty interesting. I think don't they only they only do like three downs.
0: Um, that I don't four know. Downs. I think like, three <coughs> I are they're. The fields are bigger, um, in terms of I think width and length. Obviously, the goalposts are on the goal line. I think the the end zones are deeper as well. Yeah, not like, ten yards. So like, I think they're fucking like twenty yards deep. It's something
1: obnoxious. It's like but, they want to play rugby but didn't know how. Like they're yes, yeah. like they watched NFL on TV one day and they thought it was rugby. And like, I think we can do that.
0: I think we can manage this. We'll just. Uh, Yeah, Oh, you know what? The goalpost looks good there. We'll just leave it there. It's like in the fucking front left corner of the the end zone. Yeah, they do some weird stuff, but... It's
1: all good.
0: Yeah, the end zones are weird and shit.
1: So what else is up? What else you got? Anything else catch your eye this week?
0: The only other uh, crazy thing that happened... uh, Well, outside of the... Well, the the only thing I saw is so today the mask mandate was supposed to go away for airline travel and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Biden administration was like, no, we're going to extend it for whatever reason. Like, yeah, sure, cool. Or the CDC recommended extending it. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, we'll extend it. And then some federal judge of Florida is like, nah, dog, we're not extending this shit. He, he's like, no, it's not going to happen. So now it's mm-hmm. like a some federal judge said, no, this isn't going to happen. It's like unlawful which I don't know how it's unlawful this time, but it wasn't unlawful for the last two years. And then American Delta United and some other uh, carriers were like, yep, cool. Alaskan was one of them like, all right, cool. Yep, no more mandatory masks. And they were like, yep, no more mandatory masks in the airport. It's all, you know, if you want to wear it, you can wear it. If not, no one cares. So that's one interesting thing. I think we're it's one more step towards... Getting everything back to normal, the way things were,
1: but old uh, normal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, that was pretty good. I'm just so over all this, all this stuff. But yeah, I, I just I don't understand how this is the bridge that's too far for whoever this federal judges in Florida,
1: hmm. and
0: why the past two years <laughs> it wasn't. But whatever. And there's a new Thor coming out they released a trailer for it
1: oh yeah but it's going to be where is this the one where like um nally portman becomes thor
0: i think this yeah this is when she uh allegedly um gets like mule or whatever mm-hmm. but it's called thunder and love or whatever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. but the the preview looks pretty good i okay the preview looks all right i think it might be a weird a weird because it doesn't really show who the bad guy's gonna be. It the way the preview goes, it's um it's like him trying to find himself like he's some sort of fucking hippie. I don't know. It's oh. very it's very 2022, if that makes sense. But yeah. we'll see. Maybe it'll be good.
1: I was disappointed when uh, I thought that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is gonna be good.
0: Didn't it be in trash?
1: Oh dude, it was hot garbage.
0: God, the the DC, the DC first did one, such a bad job.
1: The first one was really good. I liked I mean, the first one. The second one was like hot garbage. Um I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody liked it. If they liked it, give for them. But I remember like we we, we watched, it. it was like a date night. My mom had the kids and we were like, Oh, went out to dinner and came back, well oh, let's watch nineteen eighty four. Turn around and was like, dude, what is this? What's going on? Huh. I don't know what it was. It was Yeah, I was kinda of, that was like a disappointing movie. Um and then what was I was trying to go another I wanna see the The Rock has that movie coming out, Black Adam.
0: Uh yeah, so that one should be pretty good. There should be some pretty decent movies <clears throat> coming out. I think there's some DC movies coming out where they're gonna expand their universe, if you will.
1: Yeah, I heard the Morbius movie wasn't very good. What? I heard that. I mean, that sucks. I think, yeah, I mean, anything like Jared Leto seems to be kind of. Uh,
0: yeah, I like Jared Leto, though. Dude, I think the dude's super talented.
1: Yeah, I didn't like his. So I didn't like his Joker.
0: I didn't like I his thought, Joker. I, I will thought. Say
1: that. I thought what he was going for, he did a really good job like doing his own. I thought that was okay. Like, but I just didn't like the, like, I didn't like that character.
0: No, so I think Heath Ledger just ruined Joker <clears throat> for, for all time. So I actually watched that movie the other day. The movie was, the movie's fucking 10 years old
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it is still like he just set the bar.
1: But he was, but even that was like that was such a different character than all the other Jokers.
0: I know, but it made sense with how mm-hmm. even even uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, it made sense. Like this, you know, this tormented soul that's mm-hmm. you know trapped inside of this person and doesn't know, you know, down from up. And Joaquin Phoenix is, you know, you know it, it shows how it becomes. Heath Ledger's Joker is really what that one's doing, and Mm. fuck, it was. Yeah, I thought both of those guys did a good job, but can't really fuck with Heath
1: Ledger, man. Yeah, and Why? Keith is a really good. He's a great actor too. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing. Is like, there's never really been a Joker that was actually (laughs) a bad actor. It's always been guys like who is. So they had Heath Ledger. They had. I think. I think Jared Leto's a good actor, and I thought. Like what was it? he was good in like uh, Dallas Buyers Club and stuff like that. He was good
0: in. He was in Lords of War.
1: Yeah, that was a good movie. Where's the? He's the brother, of the, the arms dealer.
0: Yeah, Nicolas Cage.
1: Mm-hmm. That might have been Nicolas Cage's last like good movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, National Treasure Two is probably where it started going off the deep end. No, because he did Kick Ass, and he was pretty good in Kick oh, Ass. Yeah, like, he's the, like dad. the
1: dad. He's a yeah, dad. In kick Ass. I thought I he did a pretty out good job with that.
0: One. He's got another movie coming out soon, I think.
1: And then I think we've talked about we we went into that whole Nick Cage thing before, a yeah. couple episodes ago. Yeah. But I who hope, else? Yeah. Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas? Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he, he's a good multi-job. golfer.
0: He did a good job back in, you know, what was it eighty nine, which is Batman. Yeah. Uh, who is arguably uh what's his dick was probably might have been the best Batman.
1: Oh, I just Um, had a brain fart. Yeah, because I just—he was in that dope sick show, or the—he
0: was in. He did Birdman.
1: Yeah, he did Birdman.
0: He was in the other guys. I just watched the other guys today. Fuck, that movie's so fucking funny.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: So Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. He might have been. He might be like.
1: Yeah, he's. I I think it's
0: between. I think it's between him and Christian Bale. As long as. The deeper you get into Christian Bale's lineage as the Batman, though, the more he talks like this.
1: Yeah, and the,
0: and the wilder it gets, he's like, "Bro, calm the fuck down, Where's Rachel. Like, <laughs> chill the fuck <laughs> out, dog." Exactly. I don't know how his voice survived that. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, yeah they've had a lot of good. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, like his trilogy, was really good.
0: Yeah, it was really good. But, uh, but yeah, the the Joker thing, though, I agree with you. I know what Jared Leto was trying to do with the uh, it He's, his own kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like the gothic gangster. Yeah, with, like, with all the tattoos and all that yeah. weird
0: shit. But I don't think it it didn't hit the mark.
1: Yeah, I think he did it. He was trying to. They are trying to fit him in that that world they were creating, which I thought was good. Like he was a good. I just didn't that that um that wasn't a great. That Suicide Squad wasn't that great either. No. And I didn't see the I didn't see the reboot, the one that had John Cena all them in it. And I haven't seen I haven't seen Birds of Prey either, the or the, the standalone Harley Quinn movie. Hmm. But have you seen any of those? No. Yeah. Well, after my kids got old enough to start dictating Netflix, it kinda went away.
0: Yeah, no, if I you want to talk about Coco, comments. I
1: could talk about Coco or Moana or.
0: Oh, I could talk about Moana. But.
1: but and right now we're like on a. We're like on a. a frozen two and Frozen one kick, which I thought I would ducked. But no such luck. Wait, what was that? What'd you say? She's. Emmy's on like this huge frozen kick right now. Oh. So. I thought we were going to duck that, but no such luck. RIP. God, that movie's so annoying. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, hopefully you can dodge it. Uh, Somehow we're they just, pretty good they right just now. keep. They just that movie's been alive for like seven years now.
0: Yeah, no, she. So far, we're dodging it. I I don't know if we will be able to maintain it, but right now, we're dodging the frozen. But now, we have we're onboarding the second little girl any mm-hmm. day now. So then it kind of just resets the clock to doomsday, you know, or like we we have you know the clock to midnight, the doomsday clock. And we were hovering at like, I don't know, like probably 15 minutes. Yeah. But as soon as this little girl's born, I think it goes straight to like four minutes till midnight.
1: Yeah. Dr. Manhattan time.
0: Exactly. So I think that our, uh, our doomsday clock will rapidly hit midnight where it's just a matter of time now.
1: Yeah, I would say I do think the first one's better than the second one. I, didn't really, I don't really like the second one.
0: Oh, you're gonna do a frozen review for us?
1: No, I just <clears throat> I'm just giving you a heads up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, hopefully, you guys can dodge that for a while. There's We're there. hoping. Do we and we thought we so it, it, and we fell into it. we thought we were we were like in good shape because she liked Anna more than Elsa, and then dude, they start like there's like four of these little girls in her classroom, they all wear like princess dresses to school all the time, so now yeah. emery has got like five or six princess dresses that she just wears over her clothes
0: oh, well, that's pretty cool,
1: yeah, it's super annoying, but. <clears throat> I mean, whatever she. I mean, she likes it, so as long as she's excited about it, it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, yeah. it's just That's no. something to look
0: forward to every day.
1: Yeah, I'm yep.
0: on my fucking princess dress.
1: Trying to wear, yep. Trying to wear the same one every day, even though it's like dirty. She only wants to wear it to school and sleep in it, and wake up and wear it to school the next day. Oh, dude! But then today, <coughs> dude, check this out. So we bought. Yvette was like, "I'm gonna let her wear." a princess dress for pictures. So Ooh. this is like her first, this is like her first like kind of like big girl school photos. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so she bought her this like special frozen dress and like little oh, tights and like little ballet shoes and had this whole thing planned out. She's like, she's gonna love it. She loves these Elsa dresses. Dude, she woke up this morning and she, like, first of all, she wanted to wear it last night to sleep in. So, like, oh, she's gonna be so excited in the morning. We woke up this morning, she was trying to put it on her. She fought her for like 20 straight minutes. She did not wanna wear this damn dress. She was, she was like it. screaming. Dude, she didn't even know, she, It wasn't the exact one she wanted at that time. It was the oh. one she wanted last night, it's the one she's been waiting to wear for two weeks. <laughs> but then when it came time to wear it, she's like, I wanna wear it. No, want that one. I don't oh, want boy. that one. I want my new one. We're like, this is the new one. She's like, I want my new one. And I was like, God. But mistake. (laughs) It was this morning was lit. That was that was like (laughs) probably the most frustrating I've ever seen event getting them ready for school. (laughs) But she'd been playing for like two or three weeks this outfit for. She was really excited about it. And then was like, no, I'm not having this. You thought this was going to be fun. It's not.
0: That is fucking amazing. Yeah. That's some kid logic though, right? Like, uh, I want that new one. This is the new one. Fuck, it's not.
1: It's not it's not new to me. Yeah.
0: It's not the new one I wanted.
1: Or even when they don't want something, but then they see someone else pick it up, so they have to go take it. Yeah, that's fucking sharing's like
0: the hardest thing ever. Like uh, Ezra will be fucking around with something, and then Amelia go pick up something else. Every parent deals with this, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have a more than one kid. But it could be across the room. It could be in a different room, and she it could be something that makes a noise, and she hits it, and then Ezra's little brain just like, I know that fucking noise. Mm-hmm. I make that noise. Who's making that noise? And he goes in and investigates fucking like a Spectre gadget, yeah. figures out that his little sister's playing with some fucking toy. Has not played like, with in years? Yeah, then he turns into the Incredible Hulk, and he's like, there's no way. I want, <laughs> I want this one. I want this toy right this minute. I'm like, God, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. like no, no chill. Just, such hey, yeah. a so little sister, play with it. No, I want that one. Well, you didn't. Until she fucking made it make a noise, bro. So let's figure this out. No, and
1: you know what the funny thing too is, we we have this thing with Cohen. He'll be like, um, he has no problem like taking things that, from her room. So he like, he'll get something of hers, and <laughs> like, hey, is that? Did you get that from her room? And he was like, she wasn't touching it. I was like, oh, you son. Of a... <laughs> but or he, no, he was like, her hands weren't on it.
0: <laughs> her hands weren't on it. That's pretty good. Her
1: hands weren't on it. Dude, yep, all day, all day, every day. It's just then finding over stuff, snatching stuff. she throws on him. She she's always like trying to throw hands on people. That's pretty funny. And there's like some <clears throat> there's like some girl she beats up at daycare. Oh god, I mean, it, it makes me sad, but we have to get through it. You know she'll be fucked with though. No, you know what she'll be. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna be like the. She's gonna be that drunk college girl who like hits people in the bar and then gets like rocked on fucking TV and then and then like floats around virally for a year. And that's what it'll be. But yeah, she's to keep her hands to herself. But for the record, she's two, so I'm sure she'll she'll get past this at some point. Yeah, Hopefully. I mean, hopefully she, she beats. Hopefully, she she's beats not star, yeah, which, hopefully she's not on world star. Yeah, hopefully she's not on world star hip hop.
0: Ah, if only we're lucky, dude. I have a neighbor. I, I won't like, I won't use the little girl's name, but uh, he's had a he's got a couple kids and they're fucking savages, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, they were um, that her and some other kids were walking on the street one day, and these little boys and they were are kind of uh, kind of douchebags. were mm-hmm. are trailing them, and I don't know what was going on because in the house, but they were like, talking shit back and forth. You know how fucking you know, little kids talk shit back and forth, whatever they were saying to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, she, and she fucking, like, turned around and bowed up to this, this little boy. And I, and I could see her, like, talk, like talking down to him. And, I, and then I, I just happened to get outside right before this happened. And I hear her go, you know I'm bigger than you, right? <laughs> She's like, you know I could beat you up. And I was just sitting there like, oh, fuck. I'm going to watch her just, you know, because she will. Yeah. Like I'm gonna watch her just fucking knock this kid out. And then they keep walking to the corner or whatever, the little the two little the boys walk off and then they're they're walking back by the house. I walk up to them and 'em, I'm like, Hey and I call her over. I was like, Hey, you know you can't beat those little boys up, right? And then uh she was like I know but but I can and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you can And then uh, one of the other kid's it was whether it's like, yeah, I told her like, hey, hey, you know what? Uh, don't beat them up because you're getting more trouble.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: but dude, it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty awesome.
1: Dude, little kids are funny.
0: Yeah, so just she'll she'll eventually grow out of it when she when she beats enough people's butt, uh, you know, beats her ass a couple times.
1: Dude, it's kind of funny. I remember we should have seen this coming too, because there was one time went to this like uh, it's kind of like a model train kind of entertainment center. Kind of, I don't know how to play. It's like a it's kind of, it's like a model train center, but it has like a play area in it. Yeah, and um, we were sitting on this little train. They have like little shovels of like fake coal you can like, you know, throw into the engine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this kid, this like kid is like I don't know maybe it must have been about a year, year and a half, something like that. And this kid must have been around two or I can't remember what it was, but they were like, he wasn't much bigger than her, but he was definitely bigger than her. And he like shoved her. If she just like turned She like whopped him in the face and just like looked at him. And he's like, he just like was in shock and like walked off. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, this is, this is what we have to look for. She's going to be the honoring one. Uh,
0: yeah, I think um, Amelia's gonna be the same way. But that's—I
1: think it comes from having an older brother.
0: That's the—that's uh, the cool thing about them is that they're—they're they're all their own little, their own little person. Mm-hmm. Like that conversation we were having in the chat <clears throat> about sports. Well, I don't think you went back and read all like seventy text messages <laughs> with Kyle, but. <laughs> Uh,
1: fucking, <laughs> it's, it's like a, two, a throw on the charger came back. He's like, "What the fuck?"
0: Essentially, essentially what happened was, sports came up, and uh, this is obviously after you said that you might have convinced her to let uh, Cohen wrestle, which I think is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but he essentially said that if they, he and you know, his wife had any kids, and they were boys, they had to play hockey, and it was not even a conversation. They have to play hockey. And then we got in this whole philosophical conversation I'm like, hey man, all these kids are gonna have different personalities, and they're gonna have different things mm-hmm. that are interested in. So you should just show them multiple sports, if you want them to be in sports, and then they will naturally fall in love with the sport. Right. And his whole thing was like, well, don't you want to like pass them on something that you know that you loved, and you know, so you can like coach them and follow them. I'm like, no man, like I want this is my. This is my philosophical thing because my dad, my dad wasn't like uh, you know, like your dad, you know, mm-hmm. where he like played football and stuff. My my dad like did shop, so, but I enjoyed sports growing up. So my dad like just loved the sports that I loved, and so it's just like, hey, I'm just gonna like let my little my little hellions, I'm gonna sh- introduce them to a bunch of stuff. They can yeah. like whatever sport they like, and then I want them. I will j- I will love the sport that they love. Right as long as long as it's not basketball, and so if it's ba- if it's basketball they're on their own, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but we just had like this philosophical conversation and it was just like, hey man, this this can't be just you know like whatever she wants and it's done. You guys have got to have a conversation. It can't just be they're all going to play hockey no matter what because her one kid There's plays one, hockey.
1: Her kid plays hockey. Yeah,
0: it's like what if what if the fucking what if it, one of the kids – this one never happen, but it ends up being like 6'4", and mm-hmm. he's 6'4", you know, 185, and he can throw a baseball 98 miles an hour. You're going to fucking right. make the kid play hockey? No, you're not. You're not going to make – and he's left-handed. You're not going right. to make the kid play fucking hockey. So I just – I don't like that. I don't know what your your thoughts are on the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say that my thought process on that is – Kind of same my I, I like to introduce him to as much different stuff as possible. That's why we've had we've had Cool K do soccer and we've had him do swimming and rock climbing and all sorts of random shit. You know, I would love it if he just played baseball. Uh, yeah. you know, I was I tell that all the time like we went to Dick's when they were walking by it's like looking at all like the little T ball stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so much fun. But <laughs> but um if he doesn't do that, like, I don't, I don't really care. Um, whatever he does, like, I just want him to be into it. Yeah. That way we but, can be into it. You know, if it's – I don't know. If his thing is – whatever, dude. Like, I've, I've thought about putting him in, like, tumbling, like, gymnastics and stuff or whatever. I got a buddy that does that
0: with his son yeah, for coordination.
1: <clears throat> yeah, just something – that they need something to do. Like, they're not going to – especially when they're young. They, they, they just need to be doing as many different things as possible. I kind of feel like um, I feel like there's a lot of people who, when they get to height, when you know when they're when they're grown, they spend all their time playing one sport, and they might be like pretty decent at that one sport. But I think it take I think it says well, if You play if you play a different sport every like every season and you're active all year round, and you have a lot of different, you learn a lot of different skills.
0: Yep, that's um,
1: true. I think. I mean, I think there's there's something to that, you know. I think one of the things I remember, like I remember this guy. I can't remember who was telling the story, but it was, they were telling the story on, on OKC radio, and they were talking about. Um, I can't remember who the OC was for Oklahoma at the time. It might have been Kevin Wilson. I can't remember, but they were saying one of the reasons, you know, what was what was one of the reasons they decided to go after Sam Bradford because they they had higher guys on their board. Um, but they really liked him He because he was from the city. He's from yeah. OKC. But one of the things that they liked about him was he was a scratch golfer. So he had, he had like a really high – he was like a really, really good golfer. And it was just like that was like a thing that they valued, the fact that he was really good at a different sport mm-hmm. um, and the mentality that kind of came with that. And I think a lot of people – I remember – I've heard different stuff too. Like there's a guy – Uh, a couple years ago on a podcast, a UF podcast, they are talking about this kid, Travez Johnson, who plays safety and nickel for us sometimes. And he wasn't super highly rated, but he, like, camped. And they offered him, and then, like, over his senior year, he up like, shooting up the the boards a little bit and being, like, a low four-star kind of guy. But... <clears throat> he was he was a good football player, but he was before he started playing football, he was like a really good baseball player. Like he was gonna at one point he was gonna go do both at Clemson. Oh really? and uh yeah. Before his before his football recruitment like picked up. His dad was like a minor league baseball player, but I think there's there's something to be like playing multiple things and being good at multiple sports and you know, they all kinda add attributes. They all kind of give yeah. you things you're good at, and they all kind of make – they all help with each other if you play enough. So if a kid is a – you know, if a kid could let letter in three sports, like maybe he's not elite in any of them, but maybe just the fact that they're able to be
0: – Yeah, I let I lettered in three sports.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's just something that – that's what I would shoot for. I, I mean, I want them to be – I want them to be well-rounded. I want them to be exposed to lots of stuff, you know. You never know what they're going to find that they might be really into. But if you don't expose them to anything, then they'll never know. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I mean, you might you might think that Ezra is going to be this baller athlete, then you go to a fucking science museum and he realizes he really likes fucking engineering or something. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> who knows? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, he has to play a sport. He has to stay active. Right. He just teaches too many, too many, uh, Foundational lessons and ter- like with teamwork and stuff like that, depending
1: on the sport. But which is my yeah. mentality on it? I don't. I don't think uh, we we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know, she wants him to be more focused on school, and I was like, well, you know, you don't have to not be focused on school just because you play sports. You know, ideally, also, ideally, you would do both.
0: Yeah, and also like depending on the degree, it's not like. You know, degrees, the degrees now are just, they don't mean what they used to mean. So, like, this isn't, you know, the era of our parents where degrees were guaranteed, you know, making so much money. Mm-hmm. You could Like, now they're just, it's just a, a box to check. Like, oh, yeah, I have my degree. Oh, okay, cool. You have a mm-hmm. degree. Now you can go do a job that has nothing to do with your degree. Like, I have a buddy who, uh, I'm not going to, like. His his wife has a degree like in um uh, in fashion and accessories or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and she's doing something complete like she's doing something in like logistics, mm-hmm. and they are doing extremely well. Right. I don't know what the fuck fashion and accessories has to do with, you know, shipping containers, but I would say it's not a whole hell of a lot. So they're just it's just like checking a box. So mm-hmm. as long as your kid can make it through.
1: Well, did, a fucking I mean, co- a community many,
0: college It shouldn't many, really matter
1: How many officers I used to meet officers All the time who Had random ass Like history degrees And Yeah one and of the best pilots like I've ever
0: Yeah one of the best pilots we have ever flown with Has a fucking He's a meteorologist He has a weather <laughs> degree
1: That's awesome He's like
0: He's probably one of the best pilots I've ever flown with
1: That's a Goddamn,
0: goddamn weatherman
1: One of the best I was Actually that's kind of funny You mentioned that Because like one of the best Airbos i ever flew with Was also had a meteorology degree <laughs>
0: Yeah Like That's funny like super good pilot mentality was like spot on super lean forward. He's mm-hmm. like type a kind of personality, but new, new one to take input from other, from other people. Yeah. I I would, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go probably anywhere with that dude, but, uh, goddamn weatherman.
1: Yeah. That's funny. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. So that's to say like, I, I know higher education is important, but it's not everything. So, if your kid can fucking, this is me speaking in generality, not speaking to your specific situation with uh, what you vet wants, but like if your kid can make like a 3.5 a instead of a 4.0, play some sports
1: mm-hmm. and be
0: well rounded and then still go, you know, go to school and then, you know, pick up a degree. Yeah, and be disciplined because that's the oh, thing. Yeah. you know. The, the sport no. teaches discipline, so then it's like it's a win-win.
1: That's the that's the The conversation is that they're not; those things aren't mutually exclusive.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't trying to speak directly to right. your situation.
1: No, we're on the list. same page. That's what that's what I'm saying. That if you have a kid who can, who can, you know, and they don't have to be all state or anything, and you shouldn't expect them, because that's. Uh, but if that they're that not, hard.
0: if they're not, they're going to be on. You know, nose in the corner. Kneeling on rice grains
1: <laughs> She's good Yeah um, But yeah He'll see I mean he'll learn Never had uh, That's a weird thing Wish she's from, like Fucking Minnesota Everyone's gotta play Hockey <clears throat> No Yeah
0: okay. And like She's like I get it She's. I know where you're likes, from chick. <laughs> She likes
1: being a She likes being a hockey mom It's cool Yeah That's
0: That's That's fun. It's just, and you can, you can it's do quite, that, but, but yeah. It's I, probably I still, something
1: that makes you seem really interesting when you're in Texas, but <laughs> people probably well, do care. I
0: just, and, and I the same thing. I had a conversation with Kyle. Just You don't, those aren't conversations where you just, the decisions made in the vacuum. It's, it's a conversation right. and it's not one, it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's not your place to make the decision before the things even here, because who exactly. fucking knows, man? Like, like I said, you know, you could it could be like rookie of the year kind of thing where this kid like trips and falls, breaks his clavicle, and then he throws like a fucking a left arm you know, laser beam. Yeah, and then you're like, oh shit, he's gonna go pitch for the Cubs. But um, but yeah,
1: you never it's, know, man. Yeah, I'm gonna say that if they have any. E- any of junior shit, they're probably not gonna. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: just kidding. I would, just walk around like Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> okay.
1: No. No, I was just kidding. But, um,
0: well, they're not gonna have heights, that's for sure. Because fucking no one on the McHugh side is tall.
1: Yeah, I think Megan might be the tallest one. Is she taller than fucking? No, I I don't know. I doubt it. They're just,
0: all they're none of them are to talk- the fucking
1: yeah.
0: I think I told you I think I told you this story whenever you and uh L Cool K came out to visit, but I tell you this story about uh my neighbor's wife like talking shit to Kyle about his height. No. Dude, oh my fucking God. This is one of like the best stories. We were all this is whenever Kyle first got here, uh, I think like almost two year or two years ago.
1: Yeah. It,
0: this probably happened about two years ago. But um he came over, we were all hanging out. And Kyle was, you know, we were a little bit, a little deep into the night <laughs> and fucking, and and Kyle, uh, starts talking to, he's talking shit about something and I, and I made fun of him being short. And he was like, bitch, I'm five, eight.
1: <laughs>
0: and, and my my, it's like that. This is like that, uh, that fucking, um, lie detector test, a video with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Where, like how tall are you? This is what, the, this is what those happening. Uh, Kyle's like, bitch, I'm five eight. I was like, Kyle, there's no fucking way that you're five eight. And then uh, my neighbor's wife fucking stood up and she's like she's looking over the top of Kyle's head. Like not even not even trying. She's just, like looking clearer. she's like, There's no fucking way you're five eight. And Kyle like looks up at her and goes, What the fuck you mean? There's no way I'm five eight. She's like and she goes, Kyle, I'm five eight I'm looking down at you. <laughs> and just like the fucking the fucking look on his face is just he's like it's ah. like you know his head sunk he's like fuck he's like I right, I'm five six
1: <laughs> but it was he's, just, like, he's like they've been telling me I'm five eight my PHA this whole time
0: yeah but then he fucking you know uh, he still says he's like oh, I guess I'm like five seven I'm like Kyle <laughs> God it's dude, all good. It's fu- you can you can be fucking short Kyle it's not a big deal <laughs> It's all you dude. you just can't be as big around as you are tall, but dude, the fucking <laughs> well you the, can uh, now. Well, I mean, yeah, you can now. Body body positivity, but dude, the, that whole thing was that's fucking hilarious. The,
1: that's the Air Force's M.O. now.
0: There's a uh, a like fat people's acceptance association or some shit. It's that's like on base. No, it's like a, oh, like some <laughs> real thing. I don't know. Uh, I saw it.
1: <clears throat> they don't, like, is that what the is that what Junior Council is now? Like the the Dorm Council is now?
0: Uh, I hope so.
1: Nah, that's funny.
0: I saw it like on Good Morning America. or Some shit.
1: Oh, that was a, that was um, the first mistake. No, I know. Watching GM. Oh yeah. No, now, uh, Michael. Sch- it's, dude, it's
0: like it's literally like the in a uh, NAACP. It's called. Uh NAFA, the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance.
1: Damn.
0: Oh god. NAF yeah. No, this is it, because this is one of the girls. But yeah, national it's uh it's something.
1: Cool. It sounds it's like something. a perfect sounds like the perfect thing to, to spotlight as to come out of a pandemic.
0: A pandemic that uh murder like, fat like sed- people <laughs> yeah if you were sedentary and you're fat like yeah
1: it was like 75 percent of the people that were hospitalized
0: it was a bunch it was a fucking bunch but yeah, yeah. oh and look at this they are yeah whatever man
1: it's kind of like where if someone's like man the bmi is fucked up we should like just throw it away well, instead, BMI is fucked up, instead but, just, but... instead of just, like, making something that makes a little bit more sense, like, let's just get rid of it altogether and just don't worry about I mean, it.
0: I mean, you know what? Maybe the BMI charts are, like, <clears throat> where we need to be, but I will say that because people did used to be healthier back in the day, like, everybody was fit, uh, and now that's not the case because people are just fucking lazy because we've gotten soft. But I will say that as as science has advanced... With how to maximize human performance. Not saying that I'm like a you know, a physical specimen by any stretch of the imagination, but as science has progressed, you know, to to do that, the that part of science has not also progressed. So it's like, yeah, I, I weigh 200 pounds, but I also have like a 44 inch chest. I don't think I don't. And they're like, yeah, you need to be like 165. I'm like, bro. I don't think I will ever be able to weigh that much again.
1: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> fucking. It'd be hard. It would be extremely hard. Um. So, but. You but
1: to, yeah. You'd be it. bulimic.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd look like Christian Bale and fucking into the, the mach- fire.
1: The machinist.
0: Yeah, like when he was like fighting uh, Woody Harrelson in West Virginia. <laughs> i seen that one. You haven't?
1: Is that what? It's, is that the machinist? Where like? No, the, it's a. Like I think Kobe it's called guy? into
0: the. No, it's like into the fire. I think's what it's called.
1: Oh, I have to look it up. Yeah, he's um, like he's like he like fluctuates.
0: I think it's called into the fire. I might be wrong.
1: Let me see. Quick Google. Uh, into the furnace, maybe something like that. Okay. Hold on. Into the furnace. Oh wait, I think I have. I think I, I haven't seen that movie, but I think it ever come out.
0: Yeah, he. Uh... Like with Woody Harrelson, he's like out in West Virginia, like fighting Mm. some fucking people. Nice. Because it's not the fighter, it's a different one. Where's his fucking
1: Into the Furnace? Filmography. Yeah, 2013, Christian Bale, Casey Affleck, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, William Defoe. That's gotta be it, right? What is it called? Into the Furnace.
0: Yeah, Into the Furnace.
1: What yeah. year was it you said? 2013. Oh,
0: yeah. Out of the Furnace.
1: Oh, Out of the Furnace. Sorry. I typed in Into the Furnace. Yeah. And came okay.
0: Yeah. Pretty sure this is it, man. Dude. Yes. He is like super skinny. Looks. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. Yeah. I've checked it out. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's fucking. Christian Bale's a pretty good actor, man.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was like the very first movie he was ever in. Like he was like, a, like he was like a kid. But I remember watching in high school. It's called uh, was it Empire of the Sun? Hold on. It's about it was about like um, British colonials are living in in Japan or living in China when in World War II, and I think like Japan like overtakes where, wherever they're living. Oh, let me see. first movie come on I don't have to take me that far back dude yeah Empire of the Sun is like from 1987 I didn't know it was a Spielberg oh. movie
0: damn I want to read that fucking uh that book that Joe Rogan always talks about the Empire of the uh the moon or whatever
1: Oh yeah, the it's about the
0: where the fuck it is about the the
1: um, the Comanches. Comanches, yeah. About like running the planes
0: Yeah. I want I want to read that book. Allegedly Empire of the Summer Moon.
1: Some them, man. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty neat. <laughs> he, he literally brings it up every episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, only <laughs> because he brings it up
1: fucking so often. He brought up so many times he forgot what it was last time. Yeah. He's like, what's that which, fucking book I talk about I, every single day? Which, yeah, which I don't fucking... Yeah, that? which I
0: don't buy. I'll get it on Audible and listen to it.
1: Yeah, I bet it's cool. Is it a movie? Or is um, it getting ready to become a movie? There might be
0: a movie about it. I think there might be being a movie made about it.
1: They're like, hey, we know at least 11 million people will watch this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I have it on good authority that a bucket, <laughs> bucket 10 million people
1: are going to watch this thing at least at least in one month. It's going to kill that first month.
0: <laughs> exactly, that first month is going to be
1: Dude, it's, it's funny. Crush I always crush at the
0: box office.
1: It's kind of funny how much people there's like this weird thing. We were talking about the whole Elon Musk thing, but it's kind of funny how many people don't like Joe oh, Rogan. Yeah, it's,
0: in, it's in pre-production.
1: That's funny. I have to like. It'll be the best movie since *Dances with Wolves*.
0: I hope so. It'll be like um, *Last Mojito*, well, *Apocalypse*, Legends of the, the Falls*. Yeah. But um, what were you saying? Like how many people
1: aren't a fan? Yeah, just that many people don't like him. It's like dude, Man, what do I... you I know a lot of people were butthurt about him over the uh during like all the pandemic stuff. It's like 90... I was like, you know what, dude like I don't even know how many people would listen to him. Nobody listens like the to Jerry for like medical advice. But and even if they did, like that's so what? I mean people have to go look up their own stuff anyway. But most people listen. Most people just listen to him because they like. He talks to a lot of different people. Yeah, and it's just like a weird thing where you assume where if somebody likes likes something they have to agree with like the entire aspect of it. Well, or
0: because that's because they do.
1: It's just like a weird thing.
0: Right. I just snagged it and downloaded it.
1: Nice. Maybe I'll look for it too. <laughs>
0: this I'll, is the I'll new... start listening to it. His podcast's
1: have been. Uh... Guys, this is a, this is the official start of Poke Tea Bear Book Club book review. Uh, meet go go look on um, Poke Tea Bear review. <laughs>
0: yeah. Poke Tea Bear
1: book review. Go look us up on Patreon. Uh, I know. I mean, uh, what was on on we start, what Was when we started last last oh, week. Oh, Substack. Substack. sub-stack. We'll yeah, be I gotta.
0: Over I gotta like go back there and like resubmit our RSS feed thing. 'Cause they didn't post the last couple.
1: Yeah. But we'll start but that's sorry. what we'll do. We'll start writing book reviews. Um, and we're gonna we're coming for you, Matt Taibbi. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I can I'm well, sure there's somebody who's, who's let me see who's the most popular person on Substack. It's not it's oh, not sorry. one of those guys. It's probably it's, Barry it's, Weiss. No, it's it's somebody else. Let me see. It's I remember like looking at this one day.
0: I don't know why it didn't uh, update. I don't understand. understand it.
1: Let's see. Let's see. Uh, most popular newsletter, The Dispatch, hmm. which is kind of like... Um, let's see. Oh, The Dispatch... I think it's like a. I think they're conservative. I think they're like prior, like neocon guys. Oh. But I think it's like the. I have to look it up. It might be like the Eli Lake in them. I Have to look that up. Uh, Heather Cox Richardson, Andrew Sullivan, Matt Taibbi, Glenn Greenwald. There's got. I thought. I thought there was like an actual. Breakdown of who, like the top ten were, and it wasn't. It wasn't just like people like that. It was, but it was. I can't remember. This is yeah, what I thought have... it was gonna be. <coughs> organic here's organic traffic. That's how that sounds very legit. Yeah, number one is "The Letters from an American" by Heather Cox Richardson. Number two is Matt Taibbi. Number three is Barry Weiss. Uh, Noah Smith, Glenn Greenwald. Let's see if there's other people. I mean, there's probably other people. Parent Data by Emily Oster. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, whoever. So, whoever you guys are, Roxanne Gay is up there, Andrew Sullivan, uh, Freddie DeBoer. He's up there. Matt Stoller. He's a guy that you'd probably see on. You'd probably see on um, like rising a lot, or not rising now, but breaking points now. He's always on there. Hmm. John McWhorter, Jesse Single. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Oh, there's a cooking one. Vittles. Interesting. Regardless, uh, we're coming for you guys. Let's see. Let's be more. Someone, okay. Uh, Michael Tracy is at number forty. We're coming for you, Michael Tracy. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of them on there. A lot of interesting people on there. So I have to look that. I'll look that book up as well. What do you think about the whole? this whole shenanigans with twitter pulling out the poison pill to try to stop Elon, or Elon Musk from buying um, it out
0: i'm not going to lie i'm not smart enough on the whole poison pill thing to really understand i did hear today cuz i was listening to breaking points and apparently vanguard um i don't know what vanguard did cuz they're they're a big investor in twitter but they
1: i think they're a hedge have, fund right
0: they are a hedge fund but they had a they used to have a very large Stake in Twitter, but they just bought more Twitter. Now they have a ten percent stake, so now they're the majority stakeholder in Twitter. Vanguard Mm -hmm. is. But another thing was so uh, that I that I don't and I don't. I'm I'm just trusting that that Sagar guy, even though I think that he's kind of young and immature with some of the stuff he says, especially he reports on um, uh, conflict. He speaks from a place of he's naive about stuff but I trust them on a lot of other things like this. But so Goldman Sachs I guess also advises the Twitter board and they advised that if Twitter ever got to $30 a share they need to sell them like sell off their stock mm. immediately and Elon Musk offered almost double that so I don't know why so it's clear that there's something else going on because it does not make financial sense for them to not sell Twitter to him because he's going to give them twice the value of what it's worth.
1: Yeah. Um, I think think the, the concept of the, when they were doing the poison pill, I think basically what it gave them the option to do is sell off shares at a lower, like a lower price to people. So people who already had like high, had a high percentage of stock, they intentionally sell them more stocks at a lower rate, to prevent them from being like taken over hostily,
0: yeah, which which was not what he was. That's not what was going on. Like he just made them an offer.
1: It right. wasn't a
0: hostile takeover. He's like, hey, here's my no, offer. No, I think
1: this was, I think that's what they they're just referring to as far as like being bought out like that. Yeah, I know they. Just, I don't. I think the term hostile is not. It's not necessarily means it was aggressive as much. Well, I mean, let's see. Let's see if the definition of hostile takeover.
0: I think it's totally where you just like, you just fucking buy the company.
1: Yeah. So basically just the term of like a hostile term, hostile takeover is just where, um, one company, try, one company tries to buy out another company against their wish. So if, you know, if Tesla want to buy out a smaller car company and they're like, no, we don't want you to buy they're like, well, fuck it. We're doing it anyway. We're going to buy all your stocks. That's that's what they were trying to prevent. they were trying to prevent him from just being like, you know, what I'll just buy it. And I think it might, it probably hurt. It probably would have hurt their value a little bit when they when they did that. But I guess they, they'd rather do that than let him own the company. Yeah, because I guess there was a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of different stuff about what, like whether he was offered to be on the board. Like I think he wanted to be able to basically. He basically said, "I'll join the board, but I want to have like free reign of whatever I want to talk about on the platform." And they're like, "No." So he's like, "Well, then I'm not join the board. I'm just going to buy you." What was the gist of it?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Though I don't know everything that I mean. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. I I do know that everyone making mm-hmm. everyone all up in arms about it, it makes no sense. People need to look at it as if you know he is buying a newspaper company. Because that's, right. you know, and that's one of the things that Crystal Ball, you know, likened it to. It's like, you know,
1: Bezos and Bezos other bought people the, buying.
0: the Washington Post. Other people bought, you know, the New York Times or other, other, you know, media outlets. And
1: They're no off. one gave a,
0: no one gave a fuck. They're all owned by billionaires. Exactly. So now you just, I think, this is
1: the line. Didn't Jeff Bezos' ex-wife buy a newspaper? Uh, that like I don't after know. After they got a divorce? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I thought she like... She, she's, uh, she's the richest woman in the world.
0: I thought she threw a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, I thought she she like throws a bunch of money towards charity.
1: She but does. Also,
0: but do people not remember that, you know... Arguably the... I mean, Facebook's owned by a billionaire. And he could... I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same shit. His His, you know his values are just clearly in line with yours because he helps censor the same way everyone else does. You know, Jack Dorsey, it's the same shit, man. Like, it's just who, who the, I don't know, man. It just really bothers me, this whole thing. If he, wants, if he wants to buy, then he wants to buy. If you don't want to sell it to him, just say no. Don't make a big deal about it. Just say, hey, man, we don't want your offer, which they did. They rejected his offer. He says he has some sort of plan B. I don't know what the fuck that is, but we'll see. Yeah. Should be interesting though. If anything, it's gonna be fun.
1: She definitely gives away a lot of money because it looks like she donated
0: Yeah, she gives away a, a fuck Like ton in money.
1: the she she should have signed off. She just threw forty million dollars at Howard University. She donated like where was it? She made like a huge donation, like um Habitat for humanity. Four hundred and thirty six million dollars.
0: Yeah, dude, she just fucking us
1: money. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <coughs> what? I mean, what are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do?
0: I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious what his uh, what his like plan B is. Whatever his whatever ends up happening, I just hope that he changes the fucking Twitter logo to like the goddamn Dogecoin logo.
1: Yeah, and then. I heard somebody talking about that. Was that, that might have been on
0: JRE? Maybe. I don't know. I had heard that, but I hope that that's what it is. And then he fucking, like, you can only do transactions on Twitter via Dogecoin so that my fucking Dogecoin goes up. (laughs) That's all I fucking.
1: Well, wasn't one of the things. Because, I mean, part of that, we're were talking about that Jonathan Hyde article in, or the essay he wrote for The Atlantic. I think I haven't read the essay. It's kind of um, the idea he, – he wants – he. His, like some of his suggestions were – it all kind of goes – he's kind of been on this kick since he wrote uh, Calling, Calling, the Calling America American Mind with Greg Lukianos, who runs fires. But um, basically trying to find ways to get people – unaddicted or less addicted or like taking away mechanisms within social media that cause the addiction. So things like, I think he wants, he wanted to remove like the like button and the retweet button. Yes. He wanted to do things like limit kid, like make it to where like people under 16 can't be on there or something like that. Um, which I think he talks about a lot of stuff. Cause he, he, he runs like heterodox Academy. I think they probably talked about some of that stuff there too.
0: Yeah, and, and he, I mean, <clears> obviously, <throat> in the American mind, he because if no one's read the book, it's a really really good book to go dive into. But especially when he gets into you know adolescent girls and mm-hmm. the way that it the way that uh, social media affects them, it's like that right there, as a as a father with a you know with a daughter, you should be very very uneasy about letting your daughter on social media as a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. it's just not not a place that a little girl should uh, grow up that's for sure
1: yeah which is interesting I mean we could talk about that one night too but yeah the, the sense that, that was with the article it was, it's just kind of laying down a bunch of different issues with how social media has negatively affected people over the last 10 years or so um, it started
0: it, I wouldn't even say the last 10 years man I'd say like it started off
1: no that's just waste time not in the article yeah
0: Oh yeah. yeah, okay.
1: That's just like the time period he puts within the R. I think like it's it literally tells me like why this is like the dumbest decade ever or something like that.
0: Yeah, I literally think that it's probably the last I don't know. 8 to like yeah, okay, okay I guess decade, yeah. I would say like towards the latter half of the Obama administration and his second term to the Trump administration to like now. So I, I, yeah I'd give it a decade. I, I was gonna say like eight years, but it's close enough to a decade.
1: Yeah, he makes he talks about a lot of different things in there. Um, the article itself is is like roughly eight thousand words. It's it's a long it's a long piece, but I mean he talks about things like um, he kind of he kind of you know he talks about he has like an, like an analogy for like the Tower of Babel, where yeah. you know part of the Part of the response after, you know, humans build the Tower of Babel is part of their punishment from was that now they don't speak the same language. So now they're like kind of siloed and they're unable to communicate. And it takes away the ability to to work together because and you know, it just kinda it kind of breaks everybody apart, makes it hard to communicate like I guess that's the what the dish of it was like it's hard to communicate. You can't see other people's truths, you can't understand how people other people see the world because you can only see the way you see the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which I
1: think he also talks about. Is that he talks about some, some of those things like in his other book too. Um, I think it's like the happiness hypothesis. Yeah, you know.
0: something like that, yeah.
1: But, I mean, he, he talks he, – he's definitely on this – I don't want to say kick, but he definitely talks about that as far as um, talking about how how people are alienated through – their worldviews like have you ever seen i think he talks about i think that might be the exact same book he talks about it in where he talks about the the picture of it it's either a duck or a rabbit based on what you see is how you feel yes. about it yeah mm-hmm. it's how you align i Ideology. like i ideolo- y'all Ideo- oh, ideologies yeah uh, that's not the word yeah. i was looking for but yeah exactly they're all tongue-tied my mouth's all dry from coffee Oh, but I
0: yeah, mean, um, I get what you're saying. It makes sense.
1: So yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the gist. Of the article is, you know, he talks about how things like deplatforming and cancel culture and they align with this concept of like being darted. Um, it's where if you're in a class and you speak up and you get, you know, you get dogpiled in class, you're less likely to talk up in other classes, or anyone who witnesses it is less likely to talk up. And how that happens on places like social media and whatnot. It's just kind of a long article, but it talks. He it, it talks about it a lot of that kind of those concepts.
0: Yeah, with the whole like speaking up and having a, even if you're having a an alternate view to what you think is considered mainstream, based off of the situation you're in or the atmosphere you're around, having the courage to speak up, and even if you do get dogpiled, continue to do it is a uh, depends on, I guess, the subject, and if you're coming from a place of uh, either. I guess it depends on how you're coming out. Like you could, because you could be dumb, like not a very smart person, and continually, you know, speak up. But there's also people that speak up and they're educated mm-hmm. about their position, and they're righteous in their position. They just have an alternate view to the the consensus and the group they're in. And having the moral courage to continue to stand up, like, it speaks high to that person's, you know, character and their confidence in themselves, if they're they're able to do that. Yeah. So the the people... Oh, go ahead. So I was going to say, like, so the people that are... The people that don't do that, and, and you hear about this all the time, whether it's on, you know news outlets or podcasts where people say, I hear all the time from people that are scared to speak out. Like, well, those people need to not be scared. Right. They need to have, you know, some ovarian or testicular fortitude and speak up and have the courage to, to stand up for whatever it is. You know, they believe in if they think it's right. And it says more about their character that they're a coward and don't than it does to the person that dogpiles, you know, on on top, because they're just as much of a coward for being, you know, this singularly minded tribal person. Right. And and the unwillingness to hear other people's thoughts. That's what's <clears throat> probably the most dangerous thing is not being able to let people express their thoughts so you can say, that's dumb, this is why it's dumb and have a conversation or realizing that where you're standing And your thought process is not wise. And then maybe you should, you know, from a different vantage point, look down at your own views and say, oh, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I wasn't right about this. Let's take a step back and reevaluate what, you know, what got me here and how I got to this point. So I don't do it again.
1: Yeah. It's pretty interesting, too, because he talks, he, he makes a lot of references to some, how some of these things are kind of, how they're kind of, like, made worse by outside forces. So he also, he referenced a lot of other things in there, are like, some other books. He made reference to some people, like Robert Wright. He had a book that came out, like, I think it was, like, in the early 2000s about social evolution and how, how, group how, like, People to how people evolve through being able to communicate within groups and and achieving like bigger tasks and making Mm -hmm. things like that, and how things have kind of been stunted by social media. Robert writes a pretty interesting guy. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's he like runs this thing called Blocking Heads, which is kind of like a YouTube and podcast channel, but it's in the same vein as like a lot of like heterodox stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, he also made, made reference to, um, you know, one of the things that was interesting, and he kind of references for sort of the Tower of Babel thing too, is how um, social media probably peaked in the early two, you know, the early two thousand tens, like twenty eleven, where granting access, you know, bringing people together with for things like through Twitter and Facebook and putting like, getting getting into places that have like restrictive regimes and stuff like that, like in places like Egypt or whatever. And he was just kind of talking about how you know, the peak, the peak events where we how things like the Arab Spring started and then at the end of that came the Occupy Movement and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of talks about that and that's kind of interesting because now we're at a point where we're trying to like shut that kind of stuff off. And we've yep. talked about before, it's, it's awesome when it happens somewhere else. Well, well, when well, it, it happens here, it's,
0: it's got to stop. Yeah, it can't happen.
1: Right. Nope. So though, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. He also made a reference to, uh, he, he talked about, um, he referenced some of the things that, uh, what, what was her name? Renee. DiResta. Yep. Renee Duresta talked about when she was talking about how misinformation was being fun, like, was being used against multiple groups to, uh, to cause conflict. So she he kind of references that a little bit. And I think that was, what, was that back in like 2014 when all that kind of came out when she was researching that? and that's when they kind of discovered all the stuff about the Russian internet agencies and whatnot, the, the troll farms and stuff. Um, he also referenced, what was this other book? It was by a former CIA agent. It's called The Revolt of the Public. He just kind of talks about how um, I think he, I think the guy who wrote it is, uh, what was his name? I think it was like Matt, Martin Gurry. And it was just kind of about how he kind of pre- He kind of predicted how someone like Russia or China would would be able to use something like this against against Americans. I'd have, have to look more into the book it sounded pretty interesting too so but yeah, I mean that was kind of the gist of the article. She's kind of talking about all these causing infighting and people being siloed into their own groups and, yeah, and just like the idea of not being able to see you can't see another person's perspective because you can't see where they're coming from. Or you don't want to listen to where they're, you know, you won't listen to where they're coming from. It's not encouraged to. Yeah, no it's, one's encouraged to,
0: man. Like, everyone's stopped, encouraged to just be tribal. <clears throat> no, it is super interesting. Everybody's encouraged to just be tribal. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. But, it's, yeah. It's,
0: it's wild.
1: Actually, you kind of want to look into a couple of these books. I have never read or listened to any of the Robert Wright books. I don't know, I didn't know he was still writing. I I I had known him from Blogging Heads. Um, I never read any of his books. The book he references specifically in the article is non zero, The Logic of Human Destiny. So that was kinda that might be one to look into. And then the Martin Gurry book, The Revolt to the Public. That was in there. I heard that one. hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. And obviously, he, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff, all comes back from him talking about the things that kind of went into the calling of the American Mind, and when he was how that all started with an article he wrote before, and then led to the book and whatnot. And that's when I think towards the end of it is when he starts recommending things like the removing, you know, removing some of these functions. Like, i I think he might I don't know if he still works with he might have been working with that Tristan Harris dude from the social dilemma yeah, but yeah it's pretty interesting and if you want it if you want if you don't want to read that entire article um I saw a, that
0: thread you sent
1: yeah, it's from Josh wolf and he basically just streamlines everything down into about a fifteen tweet thread and kind of lays it all out but interesting yep article is in. The Atlantic is called Why the Past Ten Years of American Life Have Been Un- or Have Been Uniquely Stupid.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I saw the um the article whenever you sent that text.
1: Yeah. It was just interesting. It's kinda of interesting how it kinda of comes along. Like we were I know we were talking about the whole Elon thing last time, like the whole Twitter shenanigans and whatnot. So it's just kinda of funny that all these things kinda of come together.
0: No, it is funny how it all comes together. It's um yeah. It's funny it all comes together and it's and timing is always uh funny as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always I always like to look at like the timing of everything.
1: Yeah, see, this would be a good one for Gene to get on, but just kind of...
0: He's not as big into the uh, um, like this kind of stuff, like when you bring up like psychologists and things like that. Uh, He's not as big into it. Or at least I, it doesn't appear that way to me.
1: Yeah, it's alright. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. It was just kind of funny how this came up. <clears throat> yeah, oh. definitely. Interesting. Hmm. What's that? Uh, there's a dude. <clears throat> his brother plays at UF right now. His brother's Trent Whittemore. He's a, I think He's about to be a junior this year. His little brother's a 2023 receiver. And he just got his fourth star. But he plays. He plays quarterback. At their high school, but um he's gonna be a receiver in college, but he got yeah he got his fourth star today that's kind of cool oh yeah, good for him well,
0: I think that was a a good one to uh to wrap this one up on Cool. that was a good uh, I think that might be worth like diving into that essay and then. Because the, the Guardian, you can access it like full
1: up. There's no paywall, right? Uh, it wasn't the Guardian. It was in the Atlantic. Oh I'm sorry. The Atlantic does have a paywall. I do you know that. I think they do. He, you can get. Um, I think he. I think you can pull it off his his actual Twitter. I think he shared okay. it on Twitter. Let me. And his his handle is at John Height. So it's Oh, yeah. no, him. oh no, I was just saying it for.
0: Oh my bad. You're right, you right. Look right,
1: it up. right. <clears throat> It's at John High, so it's at J O N H A I D T. Yeah, no. Go it should be an article. Thread.
0: I think he's done a couple uh extremely important um uh, pieces that uh, everyone should fucking you know, should uh should go and read. Check it out. Yeah.
1: So Yep, and if you can, you can probably find him on on a podcast somewhere because he's making the rounds right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, man, I think it's a good one to to end it on. Cool beans. Sweet, and then uh, we will uh, come back uh, tomorrow night or Wednesday night, something like that. We'll figure it out and throw another one up, and then we'll figure out a time. We'll we'll re- have this. I'll read the article for the week, and then we can do a deep dive into the article, see if Junior will read the 8,000 words and do a deep dive into the article. Cool. Sweet, man.
1: All right. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. All right. Later, dude. Later. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks again, everybody, for listening. To this episode of Poke the Bear podcast, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at and Also, uh, Instagram at Poke underscore T underscore Bear. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Take it easy.